This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? D- d- um, did Caesar live here? Um, no. I don't think so. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert, Austin Orman with you. Once again, you guys can chime to the show. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman Text Line, both open for you guys. The rest of the way here, really good conversation in that first segment there. Uh, but now let's get into a little bit deeper thing on the, on the transfer portal, the college football landscape. As we're joined by Pete Nakos of On3 Sports, transfer portal reporter for the folks over at On3 uh, on the Allo VIP line. Pete, appreciate you taking time out of the busy schedule. How, how's life treating you throughout the transfer portal season? I'm pretty good, man. Drinking a lot of coffee and trying to get on the phone with a lot of people. <laughs> well, I, I, I hear <laughs> but you. All, all good. Let's, uh, let's just dive right in to, to Nebraska football specifically. And it's kind of a an unprecedented time because Nebraska – has one of the worst offenses in the Big Ten Conference this season, especially uh, struggled at the quarterback position, but as you know, has been very active in the quarterback market. Obviously, uh, Kyle McCord and then the bombshell that was dropped on Monday with Dylan Riola. I, I guess just overall, where, what are you hearing regarding Kyle McCord and and what should the, the approach for Husker fans be when hearing that they might not get just one, but also two? Uh, I would think it would be excitement, right, man? Um, not a shout-out in Nebraska here, but you mentioned it, right? The offense was abysmal in moments last year. And, and I mean, Matt Rule has been adamant about uh, trying to get a quarterback. They've won after, like, five at my last count. Uh, mm-hmm. Marcus Satterfield was aggressive flying all over the country, and now they have a shot to get not only Kyle McCord, but Dylan Rayola. And, I mean, if you're a Husker fan right now, that has to – I know it's been a long, what, 20 years, give or take. You know better than me. But uh, for Matt Rule to attack the quarterback market the way he has the last, I don't know, week now, I mean, that that really has to re-energize a lot of fans. Hey, Pete, this is Austin. A question for you, too, on that. Who or what is the reason for Nebraska, you know, having some of the success in the transfer portal and with Dylan Rayola? I mean, the brand, like you said, has lost some luster over those 20, 30 years. So is it something about Nebraska's football team? Is it, you know, facilities arms race? Is it Matt Rule? Who or what is the, you know, the key to Nebraska's success so far in the transfer portal this cycle? Yeah, so let's talk 
uh, quarterback market specifically in the transfer portal. I think that Nebraska offers almost everything that Kyle McCord is looking for. Mm. Um, you can make the argument that Nebraska is a couple players away from really competing in the Big Ten stage. Um, and I, I really think he's encouraged by what Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield are selling him right now in these conversations. Um, I don't know if there's one thing really setting Nebraska apart. Um, I think, though, I mean, you guys know Matt Rule, right? Like, I, I think he's really personable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he leaves a strong impression on people. And, I mean, I think Matt Rule is is one of those characters in college football who's, like, made for the portal in terms of, like, he, he's just, like, a, a good guy who, who can really connect with a lot of different people from, from just what I've seen from afar. We're, we're speaking to On3 Sports. Pete Nakos here with us on the Allo VIP line. Pete, uh, sticking with specifically Ohio State players. And, and through your conversations with guys that have entered the portal, I'm sure you've had hundreds uh, throughout these last couple of weeks or so. But Ohio State specifically has lost a lot of players to the portal. Do you think there's something bigger going on at Ohio State? Or it, it, what is the situation that I believe 14 or 15 players from, from the Buckeyes have entered the portal and Nebraska's in on two of them, obviously McCord, but then also Julian Fleming? Yeah, so last time I checked, we're at 16 now. Okay. Um, I think a couple things are going on in Columbus. I think the first thing that we all have to understand is that, a, like, of the 16, I'd say at least, like, anywhere between 8 to 11 of them, like, we're probably never going to see the field at Ohio State. It's mm-hmm. a mix of walk-ons and then maybe, like, four, four-star four recruits that just never panned out. And, uh, and then, yeah, you have, like, Kyle McCord, who, uh, just from conversations I've had, it's really clear that, that he wanted to – be told that he's going to be the day one starter in 2024. And I just don't think Ryan Day was ready to jump at that, um, which that's a conversation they had. Um, make of it what you will. And then in the case of Julian Fleming, right? Like, uh, I, I don't think anyone can talk bad on that Ohio State wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're bringing in Jeremiah Smith. Uh, Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis are fantastic. And they're really pushing Julian Fleming for reps this past year. Um, now he's a grad transfer. He wants to go somewhere where he isn't, is, is really going to be like, I don't know, throwing the ball pretty frequently during a game. Um, and I, I mean, sometimes guys, you just have so much talent in a room that some people need to bounce. And I mean, we saw that with James, Jameson Williams, uh, when he went to Alabama. Yeah. And, and Pete, I guess you, you mentioned something there about quarterbacks and obviously quarterbacks just the, such a big topic right now here in Lincoln, but you speak about quarterbacks and guys want to start where they're going, especially in a case like Kyle McCord. How about a, a guy like Dylan Riolo? Or I, I know Dante Moore is also out there who has multiple years of eligibility left. We're somewhat seeing a shift in mentality where these younger guys are now being more uh, willing to go and maybe sit behind an older guy. Like Dante Moore, if he ends up going to Oregon, he's going to be behind Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Riola at Nebraska, if he comes to Lincoln, he'll be behind Kyle McCord for a year. Why do you think there's that shift in, I mean, honestly, the last two years or so through the transfer portal where guys are maybe have four years left or three years remaining, they're okay with sitting for a season behind a, a veteran guy? Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of young quarterbacks right now, guys, who do want to play right away. Um, I think that, I mean, you look at Kyle McCord, right? He sat behind C.J. Stroud for two years. Like, I would say that Kyle McCord is pretty close to a polished product, and everyone always has room to improve. Don't get me wrong, but, like, I mean, Kyle threw for over 3,000 yards. He went 11-1. Like, I think I think learning behind an elite quarterback makes a difference. Um 
by no means do I think Nebraska getting involved in Kyle McCord is the reason why Dylan Rayola might might flip his commitment, but I would think now that, that he's really just trying to get more and more information about what's going on in Nebraska, I'm sure that uh, sitting behind McCord for a year um, is a good thing, and, and Georgia is trending to get Carson Beck back, and um, I think there's all kinds of factors on, on the possible Rayola flip, but I think sitting behind McCord is, is, a, is a plus that um, maybe he didn't anticipate. Is a, a plus that Nebraska didn't anticipate in missing out on a bowl game the opportunity to get involved in these conversations with some of these quarterbacks earlier, or would it be better for Nebraska if you know made a bowl game, be successful, and would they have the same poll if they didn't have you know as much time over these two weeks to go recruit because they were preparing for bowl? Yeah, I don't think it would make a difference, but you might not be wrong in the fact that right, uh, uh, Nebraska's offense coordinator was able to fly to Columbus, right? Like, I don't. I can't guarantee one way or the other if that would have happened or not, if they were in a bowl game, but I can tell you now, because I know that they weren't in a bowl game and he had no problem flying to Columbus <laughs> in a moment. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think, I don't know if it makes a difference or not. Uh, I think just credit to, to Matt and to that coaching staff for really just being aggressive from the get-go and knowing that they needed to attack. And honestly, guys, I think he set the tone when he had that press conference that, <laughs> hey, uh if we go out of the quarterback, it needs to be an instant impact guy. And yeah, we're going to have to shovel up some cash. That's just how, how it's all going right now. Let's actually, let's talk about that. Cause that was the next thing I was going to bring up to you. Uh, when, when Matt rule did make the comment of, of one to 1.5, maybe $2 million for a QB. I mean, Pete, you're, you're more, I mean, you're in the transfer portal. Like, uh, unlike we are rather, is that accurate? Like, it, it did did that reset the market? Like, where is that no. number? What's the no, situation? That's spot on. That's spot on. Um, you have some quarterbacks right now trying to get uh, uh, trying to get more than than the highest end of wow. that spectrum. Where, where he said two million. No, I think that's spot on. Um, and I think what what Matt was saying was like we're talking about the elite quarterbacks in the transfer mm-hmm. portal. We're not talking about Joe Smith, who's like a former two-star who might go to a group of five school. No, we're talking about like the top five to seven um, transfer portal quarterbacks. And yeah, I think he's spot on. Um, I don't think NIL was the reason why Kyle McCord left, but I, I can guarantee you guys that it definitely was a factor. Um, and he thought he was a little bit more than what he, his worth was than what he was being paid at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, we we heard those those comments from Matt Rule, and I think a lot of us here in Lincoln took that as Nebraska's unwilling to pay for it. That's maybe why we saw them, you know, initially start the conversation with guys like Sam Levitt. Or, uh, but then it, it escalated quickly to the Kyle McCords of the world. Obviously, Dylan Riola, uh, who has a, a legacy connection, but still, if you had to put a a confidence on Nebraska getting either Kyle McCord and or Dylan Ryle. Just where's your head at? Um, I definitely want to get to a big picture college football conversation, but as we kind of put a bow on Nebraska, like is McCord taking any more visits that you're aware of? Where's Nebraska stand with both of these guys? If you had to make a prediction. I mean, if my, if I, you were asking my confidence level, I put both at 75 that they flip Rayola and land McCord. I don't see Kyle McCord taking another visit as of right now. And uh, Dylan Rayola should be enrolling at Georgia this weekend and joining the team. But instead, he's going to take an OV to Nebraska. Uh, if he touches down at Lincoln, uh, my I said game over. He's a, he's a Nebraska Cornhusker. Yeah, it's 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 truly fascinating. Um, we're we're getting some questions 
on our text line. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement in Lincoln because quarterbacks are so polarizing at the in the college football game nowadays. But there's a couple other interesting names that potentially Nebraska uh, might be in on. I, I know Princely Uman Mielin, obviously his brother Prince Will plays at Nebraska. I don't know if you have any information on Princely, the former Florida Gator. I know he's been involved with some other SEC schools. Um, but then also Trevor Etienne is... Uh, is, is a guy that Nebraska fans kind of are, are hoping to hear some good things about. Either debunk them, or, or do you have any information regarding those couple of guys on even just where they're interested in? I got bad news for you guys. Trevor Etienne is not going to land in Nebraska. Yep. Um, Georgia, Georgia is the favorite. I'd be stunned if he doesn't land at Georgia. Just having conversations with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, just trending towards the Bulldogs right now. In terms of Princely, um, I mean, he was at Ole Miss this week, um, hearing some other SEC schools pop up. But, yeah, I mean, I don't have any inside track there. But, like you mentioned, his brother's at Nebraska. Um, and I would just have to think, like, playing with a sibling is something not a lot of athletes can do. Um, so I would imagine that Nebraska will definitely get a look somewhere along the way. But can't promise you that they're, like, a top three school or anything like that right now. All right, Pete, um, let's let's talk a little big picture here with Transfer Portal uh, because, well, once again, we're, we're hanging out with Pete Nakos of, of On3 Sports, Transfer Portal reporter for the guys over there. Uh, when, you, when you just look at the landscape of college football nowadays, do you ever see this slowing down to where, I mean, quarterbacks are, are just jumping in left and right? Obviously, there was a lot of them on the board this year. Do you ever see it slowing down? No, no. I mean, not until we get to like a new age of college sports where you see revenue sharing or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. the model we're in right now, I mean, the portal is going to continue to churn and churn. And um, I don't know how how closely you guys follow the courts, but like there was a lawsuit today against NCAA in West Virginia about uh, the transfer portal and and two time transfer waivers and uh, the NCAA. lost that in court i mean it's just the beginning it's a it's a long process but um athletes who transfer twice um uh, with my understanding will now be able to play right away for the next 14 days um Mm -hmm. by no means is that like uh settled or anything like that we're just getting started but my point is i think the transfer portal is just going to continue to ramp up more and more Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sweet. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think when you look at NCA President Charlie Baker's, you know, proposed solution of opting into that subdivision for the guys that, you know, go play for the, the teams that opt into the subdivisions, the one that are giving them the, you know, the trust funds. It would be hard for them to want to potentially transfer out of that subdivision where they wouldn't then, you know, have that fallback plan. Do you think that if, you know, Charlie Baker's plan came to fruition, obviously with tweaks, that would, you know, keep that pool of players up there in, you know, that same group of schools more often? Or would it be that same kind of free flow of, you know, power five backups going down to, you know, current group of five schools and then group of five stars trying to get up to that subdivision to get a shot at a bigger school? I don't think there would be a group of five in that subdivision. Um, but I do agree with the sentiment you're saying about athletes moving up and down. Um, right. You're talking about a trust fund and, and a minimum of 30,000, which means that they could pay like a quarterback a million dollars if they wanted, but there's only so many dollars. So yeah, I think to an extent you could see, and this is such a hypothetical, so just mm-hmm. bear with me, but like you could see the backup at Alabama, becoming the starter at A&M because mm-hmm. A&M can pay more money to the backup than Alabama can because of revenue they generate. Like that's such a hypothetical, but I don't see group of five ever, ever really being a factor in that next up decision. I think we'll be talking about like 50 schools. We're, we're, we're here with Pete Nakos of on three sports and, and one more Nebraska angle that I forgot to mention, Daniel Kalen. It was just, uh, announced a couple hours ago or less than that Daniel Kalen, who is uh, has been committed to the Huskers for quite a while now and done a lot of the peer recruiting, is going to be taking a visit to Michigan State. Now that's a that kind of caught me off guard because obviously Aiden Childs is is I, I can't remember if he's committed or if he's just trending that way. No. He's not committed, but he's definitely trying to so put tre- a pick in for him to win. Okay, so I mean, it, it just seems like a really interesting scenario. But one that now Daniel Kalen, if Nebraska's, which they are, favorited to get uh, both Riola and McCord, it just seems like, man, in, in, a, in a blink of an eye, that Daniel Kalen has just switched his idea and thought, maybe Michigan State's a better spot for me to land. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand why Daniel Kalen would go to Michigan State, right? They, they lost three quarterbacks mm-hmm. to the portal. Um, he might have the option to be like the backup right away as a freshman behind Aiden Childs if Aiden does land there, which I mean, I think like everybody in college football expects right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would understand that. Right. And um, the Dylan Rayola show comes to down. Kyle McCord comes to town. Like I, I completely understand that. Um, not a shot at Daniel Kalen, but like, 
and I'm sure you guys would agree with me, but like I would assume Rayola would be the backup next year if him <laughs> and McCord come in. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're absolutely right. Uh, we got we got one uh, question on our text line that I want to I want to send your way. I mean, in, in that conversation of Daniel Kalen moving on, is is there concern under underlying concern that fellow commits move on, or are we just too late in the process here for for really anything to really pick up steam before early signing day next Wednesday? I I would not predict that any commits would flip or anything like that. I think we saw a lot of Twitter reaction with like emojis and stuff yesterday <laughs> and me, yeah. right, or two days ago. And I kind of reacted it to, it was like, this is exciting. Like I'm going to flip. Um, mm-hmm. So no, I wouldn't worry about the class falling apart or anything like that. Um, and Dylan Rayola knows these guys, right? Like he's been on campus before he's met them. Um, there's a story out this week, I believe, too, that like he's been in communication with some of them. So I wouldn't worry about the class falling apart or anything like that. Well, Pete, we'll we'll go ahead and, and let you go. I, I definitely want to get you back on maybe when, when the dust settles and, and we're into the springtime uh, because I, I think there's a lot of good conversations that we could have uh, just in, in, in regards to big-picture college football and how much it's changed because through the transfer portal, through NIL – I mean, you know it as as good as anybody. I mean, who are the major players in the country? And so uh, I definitely want to try to get you back on in the next couple of months once the dust settles. Uh, but once again, man, w- we appreciate you taking some time out of the busy day. And uh, we, we know, obviously, you're doing a lot for On3 and, and the Transfer Portal following. So we really appreciate it, man. You bet. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Have a great day. There he is, Pete Nakos of On3, Transfer Portal reporter for them. Uh, so there you go. Hopefully, for some of the folks on the text line, we – answered some of the questions throughout that that 15 20 minute conversation with Pete. Uh it was kind of bouncing all over a lot of Nebraska uh centric conversations Austin. But for the most part, I I mean kind of stuff that once again if you want a guy that's on a national level of recruiting to kind of confirm some things, Nebraska is really in a really really good spot for both Kyle McCord and uh and, and Dylan Riola. Daniel Kalen moving on seems more and more likely as well. Julian Fleming, Nebraska's in a good spot for him. Uh, and, and just Nebraska's is going to be competitive in the transfer portal. He feels like Matt Rule is a coach that's somewhat built for it, which was really interesting because I'm not sure Matt Rule believes that he's a coach built for it. Matt Rule, I think, can learn and grow as a coach. Yeah. That's what that tells me. And that Matt Rule is already doing that, right? He left a college football without a transfer portal to this degree. Mm-hmm. He re-entered essentially through the transfer portal of his own. So he knows it's out there. He knows it exists. And I think he's confident in his ability to connect with players. That's why he coaches the way he does, why he recruits the way he does. So I think he has an inkling of the power of relationships Mm -hmm. and that he could be a power player here. But I also think he's going to... not, Not fight, you know, what he was, how he got his start in college football... But he's going to learn how to meld those approaches together, the old-fashioned with the new school. And I think that's going to take some time for Nebraska. Mm -hmm. But if Matt Rule is still learning the transfer portal on the fly and landing Kyle McCord in his first real cycle, my goodness. Well, I thought thought Pete did a really good job of, like, stepping back and saying, listen, Kyle McCord was was under C.J. Stroud for two years. He learned from C.J. Stroud, who we know is now excelling and, and is a favorite to be Rookie of the Year in the NFL. 
He led a team to an 11 and one record. He threw mm-hmm. for 3,000 plus. Nebraska's three quarterbacks barely combined. To, I don't even. I, I would be surprised if they combined for more than 3,000 passing yards. Um, you look at just Nebraska in general. And they need a playmaker. Nebraska they, didn't combine for 2,000. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And so in in response and in, in being realistic for what Nebraska needs to just improve, not even compete on a national championship level, to just improve, Kyle McCord does that. Even if he's not the C.J. Strouds or even if he doesn't have the name of, of a, 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 excuse me, a, a high-level transfer quarterback, that's okay. Because there's still improvement and progress there with a guy like Kyle McCord over maybe what Nebraska was going to return, Mm -hmm. be able to get elsewhere in the portal. I mean, we know they took big swings, and here they are. They they landed one. They landed one. And so Kyle McCord's a gap to gap double. Dylan Rayola's that three run bomb. Bingo. Bingo. And so I I just think uh, it's important for Husker fans and just Big Ten football fans in general. To kind of take note, because look at how the rest of the of the conference in the Big Ten, and this is what I wanted to ask Pete, and I'm going to slam the table because I got <laughs> mad because I forgot it, but I wanted to talk to Pete about, like, look at the rest of the Big Ten football landscape. You have Wisconsin taking a quarterback. They just brought in three of three guys at quarterback last year. Mm-hmm. They, highly they, rated they, ones, too. Highly rated guys. Nick, Ewer, or Nick Evers. Evers from from Oklahoma, Tanner Mordecai, obviously, who's now gone. You have Oregon that brought in a new quarterback. Washington's getting a visit from Will Rogers this weekend. Ohio State is trying to go after some big fish in the sea. Minnesota gets the best FCS Bingo. guy. Like you're seeing, Iowa got Michigan's guy yeah, last year. So, so when you're in the Big Ten or SEC in this case, you're seeing it play out where every single program feels the need to get better at the quarterback position. Because Jay and I have talked about it. I'm sure you and Strick have talked about it. And you and I have talked about mm-hmm. it. Quarterback is the most important position in this day and age of college football. Every single team in the top 10 is has a playmaker at quarterback. Whether a playmaker is described to you as a, a, a true athlete that can do everything, or if he's a guy that just does his job, mm-hmm. every single one of those teams has a true quarterback. Nebraska did not have one this year, and now you're starting to see the landscape of college football change to where every program, if they truly want to compete, they feel like they need to continue getting better at the quarterback position. They do, and that was the big knock on the Big Ten compared to the SEC, right? Where were the Bryce Youngs? Where were the two attack of Ilois? There yeah. were plenty of Stetson Bennett's, who, underrated player, yeah. really good, led Georgia to a national title. Did his job. But had more talent around him, and mm-hmm. it was better than the, the Stetson Bennett's that the Big Ten was fighting. So I think the Big Ten, after this last decade of SEC dominance in these championship games in the college football playoff, has learned its lesson. Like, yeah, we can still be old fashioned enough. We can still control the line of scrimmage and, you know, be big and burly and win in the winter. But a lot of these bowl games are shifting to domes. Yeah. You're shifting to warm weather climates for these big games. In November, Nebraska is going to be playing in California. Mm -hmm. Like, it's important to be able to win games in all types of weather. Um, And part of that's mentality up front, especially in the trenches. But also part of that is being able to have and blend that and balance that with playmakers and guys mm-hmm. that hold on to the football in the most crucial of times. And so, um, I, I mean, that's the thing. is, And you're seeing programs take two quarterbacks. I mentioned Oregon in that conversation with Pete. Oregon's trying to bring in a fellow five-star uh, from UCLA who had, who is going to have four years remaining mm-hmm. and just to have him sit behind Dylan Gabriel. And by the way, Dylan Gabriel was quite the pickup in his own right. Twice. So now, yeah, twice. So now Nebraska somewhat following that same idea 
to where they'd go after Kyle McCord, and certainly you're not going to say no to the number one high school prospect in the country at, at the quarterback position. So now you sit here and go, man, we're in quite the advantageous and, and different position than we were last year at this time because we don't only have one quarterback that we feel good with, but in the in, in the in the unfortunate case that Nebraska's quarterback gets banged up next year, needs to miss a game, it's not a substantial drop-off. And that has killed Nebraska in the games against Troy, in the games against Colorado, in the games... You can go down the list on and on that the substantial drop-off has crushed Nebraska's season time and time again Mm -hmm. going forward with stability and with experience. You're hoping to advance to a time where that drop-off is maybe a little bit of uh, of a drop-off, but to where you can still run your offense at peak efficiency and take control of the football and ultimately win the football game. Uh, really good conversation with Pete Nakos of On3, transporter reporter for the guys over there. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll bring in Eric Strickland for the crossover and get you ready for On the Block with Strick and Austin. Coming up on a Wednesday right here, happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.